Welcome to all of you who are joining us this day for worship across time and space and place. It is good to be together. I hope you all enjoyed the recording last week with Pastor Erica from the Synod office and for the installation. It is good to have her, it was good to have her with us and of course to get to celebrate together. It is a privilege to be welcomed and loved by this community and to be your pastor. Let us pause to prepare our hearts and our minds for our worship. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. God of all mercy and consolation, come to the help of your people, turning us from our sin to live for you alone. Give us the power of your Holy Spirit, that attentive to your word, we may confess our sin, receive your forgiveness, and grow into the fullness of your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and of one another. Most merciful God, we confess that we are in bondage to sin and cannot free ourselves. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways. To the glory of your holy name. Amen. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for us, and for his sake God forgives us all our sins. As a called and ordained minister of the Church of Christ and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us pray. O Lord God, tireless guardian of your people, you are always ready to hear our cries. Teach us to rely day and night on your care. Inspire us to seek your enduring justice for this suffering world. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Our first reading today comes to us from the book of Genesis, the 32nd chapter. That same night, Jacob got up and took his two wives, his two maids, and his eleven children, and crossed the ford of the, of the Jabbok. He took them and sent them across the stream, and likewise everything that he had. Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him until daybreak. When the man saw that he did not prevail against Jacob, he struck him on the hip socket, and Jacob's hip was put out of joint as he wrestled with him. Then he said, Let me go, for the day is breaking. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. So he said to him, What is your name? And he said, Jacob. Then the man said, You shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel, for you have striven with God and with humans and have prevailed. 
Then Jacob asked him, Please tell me your name. But he said, Why is it that you ask my name? And there he blessed him. So Jacob called the place Peniel, saying, For I have seen God face to face, and yet my life is preserved. The sun rose upon him and as he passed Penuel, limping because of his hip. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And the Holy Gospel according to Luke, the 18th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Then Jesus told them a parable about their need to pray always and not to lose heart. He said, In a certain city there was a judge who neither feared God nor had respect for people. In that city there was a widow who kept coming to him and saying, Grant me justice against my opponent. For a while he refused. But later he said to himself, Though I have no fear of God and no respect for anyone, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will grant her justice so that she may not wear me out by continually coming. And the Lord said, Listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not God grant justice to God's chosen ones who cry to the Lord day and night? Will God delay long in helping them? I tell you, the Lord will quickly grant justice to them. And yet, when the Son of humans comes, will he find faith on earth? The Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. So in the adult education class, we have been spending the last month or so talking about vocation. And if you're not sure what vocation is, or perhaps you've heard of it, but maybe don't know entirely what it means, vocation is, in short, everything that you and I do every moment of every day. It is not confined to what we do at, for, or through church, but it does and can include those things. Nor is it confined to our occupations or the ways that we make a living in the world. Rather, it is, as I said, every role, every title, every station you have. Again, it is everything that you do every moment of every day. It does not save you or win you bonus points from Jesus, but it is what we do and how we live our lives because of God's gift to us in Jesus Christ. Therefore, our vocations matter deeply to our neighbors because it is a way for them to experience the love of God in Jesus Christ through us. And we, in turn, receive that same gift from them and from others as they live out their vocations towards us, others, and the rest of the world. Vocation begins and comes to us in baptism. In the baptismal liturgy, when the pastor asks the parents, do you promise to do these various things? And then there's the whole list, but I won't go through it. So that, and here's the vocation piece, your child may learn to, one, trust God, two, proclaim Christ through word and deed, three, to care for others in the world God made, and four, to work for justice and peace. Baptism sets all of us on this lifelong journey of a deep relationship first with Jesus Christ, which turns us outwards towards deep relationships with others and towards our vocations. This is all kind of a lot, right? 
And so it seems fitting that Jesus would offer a parable about our need to pray always and not to lose heart. Because it is a lot to trust God, proclaim Christ through word and deed, care for others and the world God made, and to work for justice and peace every single moment of every single day as we have been called to do. Sometimes it is downright disheartening. Much like the widow who asked the unjust judge every day for justice and for so long she was denied, justice seems to move slowly in our world too. In some ways, it is downright persistent to the point of being foolish to do the things that we do in Jesus' name. Many of us have noticed or remarked to each other or to others about how the price of things keeps going up and up, and meanwhile, salary and pay stays the same or perhaps has even fallen for some. And yet, in foolish persistence, we help others where we can and try to elect leaders who will care for all people. There are so many people in our communities who are sick or whose hearts are broken for a number of reasons, and there is no good reason why that that has happened to them. And yet, in foolish persistence, we show up to offer a meal or our presence knowing we can't fix it, but we can at least be there with them in it. We could sit here all day, coming up with the lists of things that are unjust in our world and talk about how it feels like it may never get better. But yet, in foolish persistence, we hope that they do, even when everything else says it won't. Because part of this gift of faith is that it gives us the eyes to see the world as God sees it and to participate in what God is already up to via our vocations so that it will be so. God sees this world through Jesus Christ. And in Jesus, all are united together into one beautiful, diverse body where there is enough for all, where people know and experience and live out deep love, where the sting of death has no power. In Jesus, the one who lived and died and rose for all, we are promised that our foolish persistence is not in vain. For how foolishly persistent is God of God's people, of you, to take on human flesh, to be that close with God's creation, and to know human pain and suffering for the purpose of reconciling us all to God's self. How foolishly persistent is God of God's people, of you, to die in the person of Jesus Christ for the sake of all that was created, is created, and will be created. And how foolishly persistent is God of God's people, of you, to conquer death for the sake of creation, for the sake of you and of me. Our lives are foolishly persistent because of Jesus who first foolishly pursues and loves us. Amen. We will sing together or listen or as we, as we are able, as we know the words to the hymn, Rise Up, O Saints of God.
Together in trust and hope, we confess our faith. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, and the the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, let us pray together the prayer our Savior taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. And may Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit bless you now and forever. Amen. And we go in peace to love and serve the Lord. Thanks be to God.